hello and welcome to this edition of Not Just Crew. Well, we've got a really exciting one for you today. Today we're going to be speaking to uh, Laura Maguire, who used to be cabin crew and now who serves on the front line of the firefighting service. Have take a look at this video. This will show you a bit of the training involved. Well, a very good evening, everybody at Notchus Crew, and a very warm welcome to you all. Uh, my name is Simon Costello, and alongside me this evening, we have my co-host and good friend, Trevor Jenkins. And I'm pleased to say that on tonight's show, we will be joined by the lovely Laura Maguire, who was ex-cabin crew for many, many years, and uh, she loved that job so much. But... She has made that transition from cabin crew to become a firefighter. So on this evening's show, we'll be joined by Laura, who will give us a rundown of what it takes to become a firefighter. Hello, Laura. How are you doing? I'm all right. How are you? I'm very good. All the better for seeing your smiley face. Thank you. And how's Trevor in that top corner? Oh, yeah. I like I like this top corner. I think I'll stay here and convert it into flats. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. Very strange. Well, very strange. this evening, as you can see, I've introduced Laura, uh, who used to be cabin crew for many, many years, 11 years, I do believe. I think you joined shortly after I left this said airline. But uh, 11 years uh, is quite a long time. And uh, today marks a very special day, doesn't it? Yes, it would have been my 11-year anniversary at Virgin today. Yeah, brilliant. Wow. So, Well done. Well, obviously, you've gone on to become a firefighter. Now, before we do go on and touch what, uh, <laughs> what it takes to become a firefighter and some of your experiences, uh, we'd just like to go, can you give us a short little story of uh, your background uh, regarding flying. Now, was it something that you always wanted to do before you became cabin crew? And uh, just tell us about your experiences, what it took to get that job initially. To get my job as cabin crew, did you say? Yeah. Right. So from a, from being the age of five, I always wanted to be cabin crew. Um, loved it. Loved going on holidays, seeing all the um, air hostesses and stewards on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> um, I... I think I applied for my first airline, I think it was like maybe when I was 18, um, it was for Britannia, um, and my sister, she was like, oh, I'll apply with you and come to the interview. Um, she got the job and I didn't, so that was canny. Um, <laughs> and I thought, I'm not giving up, I'm going to keep going. I applied to um, Excel Airways, I don't know if you can remember them. Yeah. Um, and I got the job with Excel, and I started in 2005 with them. Um, done a few years, got promoted, done a stint out in Calgary in uh, Canada for Sunwing Airlines with them. 
Um, came back, obviously they went bust. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> We're a great airline, absolutely loved them, they were brilliant. Um, then I started with Thomas Cook out in Newcastle. Um, done a few seasons with them. Realised I loved the job, but I just wanted it to be permanent. And Thomas Cook was seasonal, you know, I have to keep getting laid off every winter and getting like a winter job. Mm-hmm. And then I got the job of Virgin. Never in a million years I, I thought I would get a job of Virgin Atlantic. No way. Um, why not? Why, why did you not think that you would get the job for them? Because I just thought it was such an amazing airline, so cool. And I thought, there's no way. I'm just a, a girl from Newcastle. You know, there's not a chance they're going to take me. Um, but obviously, I'd done something to impress them, I think. Or I just fell through the net. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> I got the job. And it was brilliant. Yeah, loved it. See, we do hear this a lot, like, uh, not just crew. People find it quite hard to believe how they actually got the job. And listen, I'll tell this to everybody. I was a postman for 10 years. I had no flying experience whatsoever. It's how you deliver yourself on that day. They see something inside of you mm. on that open day or that, you know, that that kind of like, you know, like jobs fair or whatever. And they do when they do that one-on-one interview with yourself, they see something inside of you that nobody else has got. And they don't, yeah. they're not bothered about your background. It's you who they who the buy into and what you can bring to that company. So, I mean, if I can do it being a postman for 10 years, anybody can get in there. And, like, it's clear and obvious you've got such an amazing personality. And, and it obviously shone through on the day. So, so you know... People, people doubt themselves way too much, don't they, Trev? Oh, absolutely. As you say, we do see it time and time again. And, yes, you have told that story many times of uh, how you didn't think you'd get into uh, the, the said airline. Uh, but you did. You've done it. You've done your time. You're out the other end, and now you're presenting for not just crew. So not a bad one. Laura, really, really quick question. Um, yeah, you had amazing – well, touch wood, you had amazing time during your flying times. What was the uh, – certain thing that made you change well maybe i don't actually want to uh fly anymore or was it a uh was it a, a, a number of things that made you decide well maybe i've had enough of flying or did you never want to give it up and it was other circumstances um i think well i applied for the fire service back in 2020 during the pandemic um and i think seeing a lot of my friends colleagues lose their jobs it just made us realize i need something a bit more secure um and I was just getting tired of commuting up and down from Newcastle. I wanted a job at home, on the ground, spend, you know, be home pretty much every night and see my family and my friends. I was missing out on so much. Yeah. Um, and like my love for fitness as well. I love, I do CrossFit five times a week. Wow. Um, wow. And I thought it was quite physical sport. And I thought being in the fire service, it's a physical job and I can maybe use that to help me. Yeah, well, so you, very you, similar to you, Trevor. Very similar to me. Yeah. But I do, I do CrossFit yeah. six times a week. Oh, I'm two hundred percent fit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but as I say, but so, but you were looking at new careers. But why did you not want to go into a nine to five job? Did you know you didn't want to go into a nine to five type job? Did you know you wanted to do something slightly, slightly different to what what most people do, what most sensible yeah. people do? Um, I think nine to five is not really me. It's I'm I'm not into that kind of routine. I like shift work. I like to be off through the week or, you know, work in the weekends, off the next weekend, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I just like a completely different routine. I'm, I couldn't just go to work Monday to Friday. I would just get bored. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I could imagine. So, look, um, because I know Simon's got a million on questions. If, in fact, I think we both have actually, and we've we've always got to try and keep this down. So we'll we'll start getting through through these questions. Mm-hmm. Um, putting pen to paper, or it's probably online nowadays. Um, yeah. what were your thoughts and feelings? Did you was was it the same situation with as with your airline? You thought there's no way I'm going to get this, or I've got the experience within the airlines. I'm definitely going to get this. Um, no, I I just. I sometimes don't have that much confidence when it comes to jobs. I got, um, I applied to the police, um, but because I didn't have a C in GCSE maths, like they wouldn't take my application any further. So I, then I started thinking, oh, is the fire brigade going to be the same? Um, but it wasn't that. So I thought, yeah, I'm going to apply, give it a go. Um, there were so many different stages you had to get through. Um, and every time I passed one, I was thinking I am getting a little bit closer to this job. Um, but it was hard. The application process was quite hard. Um, so so how, how long was the actual process? Um, obviously, we'll, we'll rewind and going back through the individual mm-hmm. um, assessments. Um, but from first putting pen to paper, as it were, to actually your first day starting, how long was the entire process? Um, so I applied November 2020. And my first official shift on station was the 29th of December, 2021. Oh, wow. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's quite long, over a year. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's worth it. And and how many people do you think you were up against? Did they ever sort of reveal the figures of how many people apply? I think they said there was over 3,000 applications for 36 jobs. Whoa. Wow! Yeah, That's... I was pretty shocked. Yeah, well, uh, shocked, but pretty impressive, though, Laura. Yeah. Well, that's clearly another case. Yeah. A, a bit of self-doubt coming in, and I know those statistics are quite mind-boggling, but it just goes to show that you've got like what it takes to 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 get over the line. You know what I mean? That's you've got to be. be, mm. be I'm sure you are anyway, but be very proud of yourself because Definitely. whatever you've got, even like all those airlines that you went for before you got to work for Virgin, yeah. you got the jobs, you know? Yeah, yeah they went bust, you know? Wasn't Laura's fault. But, you know, every time you went for a job, you were successful. You've clearly got, like, you know, yeah. what it takes to, to get there. There's, there's something obviously... That's shiny. Um, inside, I, yeah. got offered, um, I also got offered a job with Northumberland Fire and Rescue as well, the same time as Tyne and Weir. Um, I wow. couldn't believe that. I thought, I've, I don't know what's happened here. I've been offered two jobs. Yeah. How um, did you decide? You put on your CV. <laughs> yeah. um, I know I had, to, I had to decide which one I wanted to take. Yeah. You were fully close, weren't you? <laughs> I, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just thought I'd love... Northumberland, but I think time and where I'm going to get probably a lot more jobs and a lot more experience, yeah. and it's on my doorstep, you know. So. Yeah. 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 Can, can I just, I want to touch on, like, obviously, beforehand, mm-hmm. like, the CV aspect of it all. Yeah. Like, did you update your CV? Did you do it yourself, or did you get it done professionally before you applied for the fire service? Um. Thing, I just updated it myself, but I did look on the Not Just Crew Facebook page and I did see a lot of people offering advice with CVs. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to I was going to use them, but I thought I'll just quickly edit it myself and send it and just see what happens. Mm-hmm. But the, um, to be honest, what they wanted was 
I don't even know if you had to send a CV. I think it was, um, you basically just had to, it was one question initially, um, and you had to just say why why you would make a good firefighter and what um, personal attributes and qualities you could bring to the role. Mm-hmm. Um, so I basically just went through their website and just like looked at the things that they were asking for and just tried to link it all in with that. Yeah. Had, had you mentioned crew at this point? Yeah. Crew, yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so that brings me on to like an important point, like all those years uh, flying for all those different airlines, mm-hmm. what skills do you think that you acquired during that time that had come in like useful for the fire service? What do you think they were looking for like as regards to all the skills that you obtained through flying? Um, I think basically they wanted someone to be, um, well, confident, you know, being able to work under pressure, mm-hmm. um, working in confined spaces, um, good customer service skills as well. You know, you kind of go wrong with that because you're going to be, I suppose with yourself, you're speaking to people on a daily basis. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Um, well, it's like working as a team, isn't it? It's like, you've got, I, yeah, mean, teamwork, you know, yes. I mean, you have to work so closely in that teamwork and environment, just like what you had to do on the planes as well. Mm-hmm. Like you say, like on some flights, you can get 101 problems thrown at you at any one time and working for the fire service or any emergency services you encounter a lot of situations very similar to that and you've Mm. got to kind of like process it deal with it and then get to the right outcome haven't you it's it it can it can be especially in your line of work so you've got to be able to work with loads of different people as well from different Mm. backgrounds where we work in a lot of diverse communities as well so Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that. it's the ability that you you can work by by yourself as well. If if oh, yeah, you know, happy to work as a team, but you know, you can get on with your problem solving uh by by yourself. Um can I just just quickly quickly nip nip back? So you put in your first application with the covering letter. Yeah. Um first what how quick was the response and what what was the second stage uh, for this? Um I think it was about a month or so, um, I got an email to say you'll be sent a link for some online tests. Um, so there was, I think there was three online tests. There was a um, mechanical reasoning test. So the, I know, I was like, wow, what is this? Yeah. It was, they give you like different pictures and you had to decide what was the outcome really. Um, then there was a behavioral, behavioral test, I mm-hmm. think. And then there was a maths Actually, no, there was four. There was a math and an English test as well. Um, you had to basically pass all of them to get onto the next stage of the recruitment process. Pass rate? <laughs> was it like Virgin? Um, but yeah, they were that initially I thought, oh no, I'm like I, I don't feel like I'm very good at those things. Um I remember applying for a job in boots and I had to do one of them and I didn't pass. Mm-hmm. No, don't know what they're looking for. Oh, no, no, exactly, no, exactly. I, I, well, it's it yeah, didn't dampen I, I your think, confidence. It, it amazes me. I mean, like, I know maths is really important. Like when it comes to the want to see that you you have got some kind of brain cells and activity going on there. But uh, some of the things that they ask you in interviews, as regards to maths, I'm thinking, really, you know, like it, I'm not a professor, mm-hmm. you know. 
you know, it's, some of the things I find like really difficult and yeah. like, you know, and I'm like, Jesus, why do they, why do they want that so badly for me to get this job? Because to be yeah. honest, I'm the same. I find that that yeah. section really difficult. You know, I've never, I was never very like clever when I came like to schoolwork. In fact, I didn't get many qualifications. I had to get them later. Yeah. Um, to do that job, it, it was like flying. Uh, you had to like get past this like oh, right. section and and like I struggled, but luckily I got through. And, yeah, you like, do. It, it's a stumbling block with so many people. Like and and to go for like mm -hmm. or like a lot of people that they've been applying for like paramedic role that they must have like a GCSE in maths. Yeah. And many of them haven't, and they've had to go back to like college and stuff like that to get that qualification. It's it's quite stressful, isn't it? Yeah, and all um, the questions as well. There was like a little countdown timer. I think it was 30 seconds per question. So they're just wanting to see how you're working under pressure as well, I suppose. Mm -hmm. what, what was your what was your prep for that? I've, if, I mean, had you already seeked advice of what, what the next stage is going to be? And if so, or did you purely go into it blindly? Um, I'd, um, I'd previously applied to Tyne and Weir, like I think it was a year before, and that's where I, um, I, I failed on one of them exams. I passed three and failed one, so I was out completely. Mm -hmm. So this time around, um, there's quite a few websites with practice ones on. So I just, I think it was like maybe half an hour a night leading up to it. I'd just go on and just try and get through as many as I could. Um, just to see like the structure of it as well. And it, I think it really did help. And, yeah. and where would you find it? Like if anybody was watching this show this evening, where would mm -hmm. they find these websites to assist them with that? Um, I just Googled it and on YouTube as well. There's a lot of, there is a lot of firefighters on there who have posted stuff. Um, and I think I printed off some exam sheets as well. So I just was going through them. There's loads online. Just Google it. Yeah. yeah. So that was stage two. Yeah, stage two. Uh, again, and how quick did you find out you'd passed that? I think it was about four weeks, yeah. Something wow. like that. Yeah. And, and look, let's be honest, was that constantly on your mind thinking, have oh, I got through it? Or... Every day. I was constantly checking my emails, constantly. Um, yeah. Four weeks is quite a time when you're waiting to, to, to a lot, hear back. A lot of bottles yeah. of wine, Trev, to get through in four weeks. And like every, no, every not really. Week. I'll, I'll You've do got... that tonight. Um, <laughs> but did, um, so, I mean, by the time he, the response did come, yeah, had you almost given up in your mind that you hadn't got it, or were you still quite uh, um, aware that the you know the um, I don't know the pass or the fail could come through at any time? And and in, in fact, go, going back to that quickly before you answer that, do they tell you whether you failed that one, or if if you have failed, do they just not get back in contact with you? Yeah, they'll let you know, like, if you've passed or failed. I think the first time around, they told me that I'd failed. I think it might have been the maths one. Um, you get told in the email, um, which is good, because then I suppose you can work on that for next time. Um, but, yeah, no, this, I think it was four weeks initially for this time when I found out, and I was thinking in my head leading up to it, I didn't pass it the last time and just thinking, oh, I hope I've just done enough to get through just to the next stage. Because the next stage was the fitness test. And I was like, I think I might be all right with this one. Yeah, this, uh, this, now this is the one we, we want to know about. I mean, yeah. it's called a fitness test. But mm -hmm. a, right, what we're really talking about, we're talking about a whole day, half a day. We're not talking about a quick a quick run, are we? Or are no. we? 
Um, well, to be honest, it was split actually. Um, so I had to go and do. I don't know if you're familiar with the bleep test. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The police yeah. do that as well, don't they? So the um, fire service, you've got to get to level eight point eight. That's the minimum. Um, and it's over twenty meters. That's how long it is. Where with the police, I think it's only fifteen meters, and it's five oh, wow. point something. Um, so I was practicing that quite a lot. Um, marking out in the car park at my gym and practicing the bleep test with some of the guys. Um, so I think I'd done the bleep test in, I think it was the December. I remember being in Barbados and my date came through for the, um, the bleep test. So that's more than 15 meters. (laughs) 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 Definitely. Definitely. Right, but the 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 bleep test because I mean you've already sort of spoke to us earlier about your your fitness levels. Mm-hmm. On that, how did you do compared to the rest of your colleagues? Were were the your your colleagues the same uh, people who are applying? Were they at the same level as you, or did you see people drop out at this stage? Um, you... Well, because because of COVID, they had to do it in like stage, uh, like so many. Do you know what I mean? Like state, like yeah. Yeah, I can't even get smaller groups. Class. Space it out, yeah. Yeah. So I went up to um, the station in Newcastle called West Denton Fire Station, um, and that's where I had done mine. And I turned up, and there was three other guys there, no, no girls. And I was thinking, oh my days, they all looked really like fit. They looked like runners. Um, I was like, oh no, <laughs> yeah, there I go, getting ready to go on my bleep test. And there was this one guy, honestly, he was nearly seven foot tall. He literally, he could have just stepped in, he'd be at the other end. Yeah. Um, so I thought, there's no way I can keep up with him. But I just, yeah, I just kept going. And I think on the day, I think I got to 9.9, I think. So I knew that I could, they played out the, like the different levels. So I knew when I got past 8.8, I'd passed, which was great. Yeah. But they don't, they don't want you to just drop out there. They want to just see how far you can keep going and just pushing yourself. Um, what? Yeah, dropped out. When, when, yeah, nine when do you know the bleep test is over? You know, they say they see which level you can get to. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't make it between those two 15-meter points, is that mm-hmm. when they say, right, yeah, it, it, it's over, if, even though you've passed the assessment? They put, they put the horse um, on you, Trev. Do they? Is that what they do? <laughs> Blast you with a horse. No, I think oh. um, they just stopped it. I think at level ten. I think um, yeah. Oh, okay. so it would have ended there anyway. Yeah, there was two guys left in. Um, yeah, they just stopped. Or it might have been a little bit, maybe ten and a half, but everyone had passed. So yeah. So that's the bleep test. So what else did you have to do? Um, so I'd done the bleep test. So I knew I'd passed that, but I still had to wait for official email to say that um, I'd got to the next stage. Um, then the next stage after that was what is called role related tests. Um, so I, th- I think there were six tests you have to go into the station. So I went to the headquarters up in Washington to do this. Um, and so yeah, there's six different activities you have to do. One of them is like an equipment, you have to set up this equipment in the right order mm-hmm. and then take it back down wearing the fire gloves and you're timed for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd done that one. I thought I'd failed it because I dropped one of the um the, one of the screws on the floor. Honestly, I was panicking. I was flattering. <laughs> and I was going, oh no, I I failed it. And the guy just looked at us. He went, you haven't, man. You've you've got plenty of time. Right. So then there was a ladder lift you had to do. You had to lift this like ladder like above your head to a mm-hmm. certain point. 
and then put it back down. I think that was 30 kgs. On your own? Like, just on your yeah, own? It's like, it's attached to this thing, and then you just you just push it up. Yeah, they just wow. want to see you can get it above your head to a certain uh -huh. line. Like putting a bag in the locker. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I've lifted Jimmy, I've missed on them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was your own bag. <laughs> oh, no, I was, I. Full of ghosts. Then um, it was the other one was a shuttle run. So you had, to, you had to have different pieces. You had to run with the hose first, put it down, run back. Then you had to do another two shuttle runs. Pick up some more equipment, run back. It was like the same. It was the twenty meters, same as the bleep test, but you were just yeah. running with equipment. And I think you had five minutes to do that one in. Um, it sounds it, like it sounds like a sports day at school, doesn't it? Was. Service <laughs> it was like adult sports day, but the whole time you were in the fire kit as well with the helmet, the gloves, the boots. Yeah. Um, How much was that way, incidentally? So you, your full kit? Uh, well, I know the BA cylinder, the whole set, is that's 20 kgs just on wow. its own with a full cylinder of compressed air. Yeah. I'm not sure how much the uniform weighs, to be honest, but the boots are pretty heavy. And heavy. It, it is heavy. It is heavy. I've mm -hmm. lifted like somebody's uniform up before yeah. uh, and like thought, blow my neck. But it's, mm -hmm. it's different when it's actually on you, isn't it? Mm -hmm. like, yeah. you're wearing it. I know it's still heavy, but... Aye. Did um, um did you get the same feeling putting that uniform on for the first time like you did with your airline one? Yeah, oh yeah. Was, was it the same feel, sort of feeling of accomplishment? Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. obviously, it's not it's it's not as glam as the vib like, but uh, yeah. it was. I remember going to pick it up down at the um the warehouse down in Newcastle, and um yeah, just trying it on. I was so excited. I was like, this doesn't feel real at all. Yeah. Um, and then I got it home because. It was in two massive big like drawstring bags. I remember getting it home and trying it on. E honestly, doing a little parade around my living room on the own. I bet <laughs> only fans. Um, anyway, yeah. uh, <laughs> so yeah. uh, okay, so that was the the the, the fitness stage. Mm -hmm. You passed that flying colours, um, and you again. Did you, you said you had to still wait quite a while for the yeah. confirmation yeah. email on that? Okay, so that takes us to what stage? Was maybe stage four, I think it was. Four. Um, but then there was we got put on hold after that because of there was more restrictions. Um, so I think it was a um yeah, so I think that might have been stage five, I think. Um then the next stage I was waiting for was a final interview. Um with two, it was two personnel from the fire service and myself. Um, and it was six, six competency based questions. Um, that's what I was going to be asked in the interview. Can you, remember, can you remember roughly what they were? Um, I think it was things like tell us a time when you've had to work as part of a team. Um, when have you, there was a diversity question. Um, what can you, what was it? Why do you want to be a firefighter? Um, what can you bring in the role? Just those kind of questions. I These questions so. are very similar, aren't they, to what the, yeah. what in the airline industry, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, so that helped a bit. And I used that, um, star, star. Yeah, yeah, I tried to yeah. use that with my questioning. 
um, just to keep it, you know, structured. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, now that was I how, found how, out the same, yeah, same day. Uh, I was going to say, how, how many of the examples or questions were from your experiences is within the airlines? I think out of the six, probably four of them were airline. Mm-hmm. I remember saying to the interviewer, I'm really sorry, it's another airline example. And you were like, it's fine, don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, it's all I've done for 17 years. Yeah. Like, that, that was exactly the same when I went for the for the ambulance service. Every yeah. question that I answered was was related to airline mm. experiences because we had so many of them. Yeah. It's hard not to. I was There's like, so I was, I was apologising as well. I'm so sorry, it's another one. <laughs> I remember this flight that I did. And, and they were loving it, though. They were loving yeah. it. They find oh, them all. You, as crew, you go through so many challenging mm-hmm. moments, and definitely, it's it's it just mm-hmm. holds you in good stead for any other job that you that you kind of want to apply for. That's yeah. why that's why I think the background as cabin crew gives you a massive adv- advantage uh, to, to other candidates for, for for roles. I know yeah. I could have kept talking for ages to them about flying, but yeah, it was only thirty minutes. I had to wrap it up a bit. And always yeah. that corner. Why, why do you want to leave? Why did you want to leave flying? Because they're sitting there, Hello. Jokes, like you know, what an amazing life, like you, like you've led, and they all ask the same question: Why do you want to leave? To mm-hmm. me, it was all about I needed to preserve my liver. Kidneys were yeah. struggling, so like you know, it's like you know, I don't want to die. <laughs> Fair enough. Look, Laura, what they um, what do they think of the, or in your impressions, or what do they think of our training with as as cabin crew when it comes to uh, firefighting? Well, um, I think th- they didn't realise how intense our training is, to be honest. Um, when I started the training course, we'd done a week on um, trauma and we had a paramedic from um, NIAS. He was teaching us um, all about trauma. And to be honest, I thought the, the training we get at, um, at the airlines <laughs> was absolutely amazing. So much in depth, um, in that really that did help me for this. Um, I knew, I knew all about CPR, all the different rates, you know, like choking casually. And a lot of the guys who I was with on the training course, they never, they've never done that before, you know. Yeah, what sort of backgrounds did they come from? Just, just, just oh, briefly. Um, so we had um, like personal trainers. We had uh, one girl was an um, interpreter in the army. Oh, um, wow. An undertaker. There was a guy who learned falcons to fly in Dubai. That was honestly wow. were from all different backgrounds. It was amazing. Well, so can they not fly? Can they not fly normally in Dubai? <laughs> what, was he, what was he doing with a falcon? This is what you do, falcons. Flap I your know. wings. <laughs> I thought he meant like the what's it? The rugby team at first. Yeah. I was like, like the Newcastle Falcons. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, cool. Oh, uh, <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, 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 I love it. There was loads of different from different backgrounds. It was brilliant, really good. Yeah. Oh, so, so now that how many weeks now or months are you in since you're training and you've been like you know fully operational as a firefighter? How how long are you into that process? So I started my first two night shifts on the 29th of December. So this I've just finished my fourth set. Um, I've got my fifth set starting Friday, and then I've got 12 days off. So a month, really, yeah. Yeah. And how did you find oh. your little your, your TV experience? <laughs> oh, no I was, was, a, on, no I was a, on the local TV news not long ago. No, honestly, I was a mess. I was like, yeah, can I go on the news, man? No way. 
<laughs> no, you I didn't. Think you put most of it out, to be honest. But uh... no, you did really well. It was brilliant to see you on there. It was great. That yeah, was nice. It was good. I think they just they want more people to apply from different backgrounds. Um, you know, sounds bad. Yeah. <laughs> but but loads loads of people be be seeing this, and now being your stage, well, yeah, it's okay for Laura. Shit, shit, shit. She's got it now. Obviously proud of you as well. But so yeah. many people crew because you know what we're like they're thinking yeah i won't be able to do that she 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 she's fit what 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 tips or advice would you would you give them um definitely not they shouldn't think they can't do it because they totally can um if you know your fitness isn't like up to scratch just get out running you know get to the gym start working on your strength as well you do need yeah. like some physical strength um, I mean, I'm not saying join join a CrossFit gym. You know, you can do all this just down your local gym, or you know, there's loads of free workouts on YouTube, hit workouts. Um, it, you know, they're free. It costs nothing to get outside and go for a run. No, absolutely just not. Keep working on your fitness. Um, it will help you a lot. Definitely. And they, uh, um, and and I suppose look at those videos. In fact, we'll see if we can find some links to put out there for those videos mm -hmm. that that, that yeah. you mentioned. Um, what's the equivalent of the wings? What's presentation day? Passing day? Um, it was a passing out parade. Um, so it was meant to be with all our family and friends, but because of um, the, the restrictions, we had to cancel it. So it was just us. No. Um, yeah, oh, but no. they, what they've done is they recorded it so we could have it for our family and friends. So that was nice. Um, oh, Laura, yeah. <laughs> I know it was like you'd done 12 weeks of training and it were all really like, building up to this last bit but it was amazing we still just made it what it was mm -hmm. um and yeah we just got up on stage to give you a certificate um okay. and then there was a few awards for like you know people who had really excelled like in the fitness or the yeah. breathing apparatus they got like little awards um what did you win nothing. i bet you got one no I didn't, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> all right okay so after your whatever you call it, your passing out parade, uh, yeah. do you have a couple of days off before your first uh, shift? And and quickly, just rewind a sec. Um, how quickly did you get allocated your station? When did you know which station you were going to go to um, and, so, and which uh, shift? Because they've got different colours, I believe. Yeah, um, we found out on week eleven. So the training course was twelve weeks long. So we had eleven weeks to wait to see where we'd be based. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, they put us all in a room and put a big projector on the um, on the wall. And yeah, they went called our names out and told us which station and which watch we were going to be on. Wow! So I was I got Station Victor, which is Gate said, and I'm on the Blue Watch. Mm -hmm. so, which is yeah. uh, do they just rotate in times then? Yeah, we all just rotate. So you do four on, four off. So two days, two nights, and then when you finish your last night, the next watch comes in. And you just you constantly cross over with all the different watches, so you do get to meet them all eventually. So yeah, Laura, do you know, like before your shift starts, mm -hmm. you have like a briefing and all that. You're pretty much, oh, yeah. yeah. And what yeah, what's yeah. on that briefing? So you go in on your first day shift. You start at nine o'clock, and um, so you all line up behind the appliance, which is the the fire engine, um, at nine o'clock for your parade. Um, so you will line up the firefighters um, and then the watch manager and the crew manager stand a bit like in the briefing where you used to sit at the front. Yeah. Um, and they basically tell you like where you're riding on the truck for the day. Um, 
if there's any training to be done, any jobs, they'll hand over from the night shift if anything's been changed on the appliance. And then you fall out and then you go and check all your equipment. So basically, like a bit like on the airline, checking, you know, all your emergency equipment, see if it's operational. And obviously, if a job comes through, you've got to, like, just get all your stuff oh, and yeah. out there on your truck. Straight on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you have any questions? Do you get, like, asked questions? Uh, no, no questions, no. Oh, which, is, which, which is good. <laughs> but, um, ask, like, I've got a lot of work to do because I'm obviously probation. They call you a probie. So uh, yeah. I'm in probation. Oh. <laughs> um, so I've got a lot of, um, it's like, studying to do, like, in between. When so I'm you not. have a portfolio to complete, do you? Yeah, so as well, we're doing an apprenticeship with New College Durham alongside the um, alongside in the first yeah. two years, um, which is good. So we've got that to do. Um, and I'm also resetting my maths, so they've put me through that as well, which is good. Oh, so I've got that studying to do as well. So. Don't ask me for any help on that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Laura, Laura, what was, yeah. your, what, was your, what was your first shout? Oh, um, so my first shout came through the bells went I was like oh my god you know, was you it was it during the day a night one um, it was a night shift it yeah. was I started at 6 o'clock and I think this was about 8 o'clock um, it came through on the turnout sheet and it was persons trapped in a lift um, it said 10 people trapped in a lift in, in the city centre <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was like, oh my days. So we whizzed down. We're literally there within about four minutes. Um, gets there, gets the lift keys off what you need, and um went up to the floor and there was an engineer already there, so we just mm -hmm. got back on the appliance and went back. I, I would have been that one job that job that you got because me and my partner Carol, we were going to this emergency mm -hmm. in a book of flats. We went up in the lift and the lift got stuck. No, <laughs> we had to call like everybody. The fire brigade had to come get us out the lift. Obviously, they sent for another crew to yeah. complete that job, but the fire brigade had to come and get us out to rescue us out of this lift. It was so embarrassing. Oh, <laughs> Look, that, was Laura, good. Yeah, yeah. that first shout, mm -hmm. how were you feeling? Did you feel like everything had gone gone blank, or did you know yeah. exactly? Yeah, I, <laughs> was like, Honestly, oh. I, want to know, I want to know everything. I was like, what do we do? Do we go down the pool? Do we go down the stairs? I didn't have a clue. So I just completely ran down the stairs, um, jumped on the truck. And then they're like, right, get your, get your kit on quickly, like pull you. And um, they're called your leggings. So you put your feet in your boots, pull them off, jacket on, helmet, torch. Um, and then the watch manager said to me, you grab the lift keys when you get off. So they were literally just in front. So I grabbed them. I think my heart was racing. I was like, I know it's probably only a tiny little job and it might not even come to anything, but I was, yeah, I was excited. The adrenaline was rushing, honestly. Do you, have you had an RTC yet? Um, no, not, oh, actually not so much, but last week we got a call through saying um, it was an RTC. I don't know if you've seen it, it was on the website. Um, a car had reversed into the porch of the house. Um, yeah, so we had to go there and just stabilise the car until another station came and uh, used the winch to pull it out. Yeah, so, because, because a lot of the jobs that we go to, like uh, road traffic collisions uh, and the, the fire service come, they, they cannot wait to get the kit out and take the roof off. They're yeah, like, they love it. it looks like so much fun as well. I know, but they like, are good. Yeah, but like on a nice, like, 
like calm day when yeah. the rain's lashing down and it's coming in sideways like at Bambra. Mm. It's like, it's horrific, you know what I mean? Okay. So you stood there, so it's very important to have like all of our kit on and stuff like that. Yeah. The fire service, the the love getting the tools out and get getting there, uh, get cracking on. Like I know. Um, no, I've not had anything major. I've had a little car fire, but nothing major as of yet. I know. So. It's like everything, and I'm sure that everybody's told you it. Don't be in a rush to be getting those jobs. Oh, like, they will come. Yeah. Like, in, in the ambulance service, there's a, there's a few people who crave, like, the drama, and mm. it's like, I don't get that at all. It's like, no. I'm all for an easy life. I don't want these crazy jobs They'll come in time. Yeah, I've been, I've been there. It's coming into my tenth year at the ambulance service. It's mm. like that, you know. And you're you've got a long career ahead of you. You'll you'll experience so many different crazy Definitely. things. You know, make your mind boggle. But it, they're so rewarding at the end of it because when you've actually had a part to play in something in a dangerous situation mm. where people's lives are at risk. Definitely. A, a positive outcome. It's so rewarding, Laura. It's such yeah. a great feeling to know that you've made, even though it might be a small difference, it mm. is a difference. And you've all worked together as a team and the outcome's been really good. Definitely. Yeah. Um, as well, like with some of the incidents, I keep thinking, oh, I'm not going to have a clue. But what I need to keep reminding myself is I'm a crew of four. I'm not on my own. We all work together yeah. to help each other out. And, you know, they've they've been where I am now and... And yes. it's very similar, the, like the training that we had in flying, all of the things that you learn and you, and you do in your, 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 your classes and the rigs, because you do you do rigs all the time mm. and go through yeah. scenarios. It's amazing how these things just come to you. You, you do, you yeah. it and you don't, how the hell have I remembered all of that? Yeah. It's just, it kicks in all your training and it kicks in. And it's 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 brilliant how, you know, you, you might think, oh, on the way to the job, but you get you, you're into it and it just comes mm. so naturally all, all that all that training that you've learned yeah it's no, such no. a buzz driving around in the appliance okay. with the blues on it's art oh, man it's a mint feeling do you oh. drive the, <laughs> do you drive the the fire truck no no i'm not let me drive that <laughs> who who is somebody designated to just yes. drive each watch has like a couple of drivers so you've got to be in you've got to be fully competent firefighter um, and then the drivers do loads more as well. They're passing messages back and forwards to um, control. They're dealing, working with the pumps at the back of the appliance. They've got, like, quite a big job to do. What so, licence do they need to drive that fire truck? I think you've got to have a HGV one, I think. Yeah. I think so. Is it C, some, I don't know. It's C1 for, like, the, the ambulances, but, like, yeah. obviously the fire trucks are a little bit bigger than those, uh, those babies. So it probably is, like, HGV licence yeah, or something. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Is that something you would look at in the future, Laura? Um, yeah, definitely. I'd I'd like to try everything really if I can. Yeah, give it a go. Yeah. Uh, Laura, can I ask you quickly? You know, um, and it's firstly, have you ever had a shift that a night shift that you haven't been called out on at all, uh, at all? Um, mm -hmm. and do you really sleep, or you is it like sort of crew rest where you sort of just sort of dozing really because you just never know when something's going to happen? Um, yeah, my first night shift, um. I remember because they've got like little, you don't all sleep in the same room. You've all got your own individual little rooms. Oh, wow. I remember lying there with my sleeping bag wide awake thinking, oh, I can't, I, can't, <laughs> I can't go to bed. Like, what if we get a shout? What if I don't hear the bells going? And But it's impossible. You couldn't sleep through that. The bells go, the lights come on. Um, yeah, they wake you up straight away. But um, 
I think last weekend, last Friday, we had a busy one, but then Saturday we didn't get one shout. So I slept all night. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. And yeah, I mean, you probably won't have, but like, have you heard stories of some of your work colleagues receiving abuse from people on jobs? Yeah, um, it actually happened last week um, in the west end of Newcastle. There was um, youths just chucking stones. One of my friends was on shift, chucking stones at the appliance. It was actually on the local news, I think, last week. Wow. Yeah. Just antisocial uh, behaviour. Yeah, well, anti. Yeah, I mean it's bloody dangerous. Not it's more than antisocial. I mean, there's lives, mm -hmm. lives at lives at risk. Well, when, when that kind of thing happens, do you have to call in backup from the uh, uh, police, or is there certain areas that you always ha have to attend a shout with with the, with, with police? Um, I think yeah, you could probably get backup from the police. I would imagine. Um, but I, I think we were at a job yesterday and like the gaffer said, just put your visor down just yeah. when we're putting out this little fire, just in case, because there was like kids hanging around in the area. Um, yeah. So yeah, you've just got to be on, on your guard, I suppose, all the time. Do you think there's a good chance they started the fire to watch your shout? Um, I don't know. I mean, I can't exactly point the finger, but you just, no, you get a you can still get a feeling. Yeah, yeah. I had a feeling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. And look quickly because I know we're running out of time, and Simon's got a few more as well. Um, mm -hmm. Do you, do you have to do anything similar to a, a SCP recurrent with the with the fire? Uh -huh. um, yeah. So because I'm in probation, um, I've got to do a twelve monthly. Come, so that'll be in September. So I have to go back to training school and do like some scenarios um like the breathing apparatus do some they call it aware where you go in the in yeah. the building um you know like searching for people um yeah just pretty much what we've done on training but like over four days so wow and some exams as well yeah oh cool no i know it's early days as well mm -hmm. you've not been there that long what are your kind of like aspirations and uh your kind of like your future goals working for the fire service um, I think to be honest, I just want to be the best firefighter I can be. Just try and learn everything. Um, you know, there's always there's loads of training packages I can do to try and better myself. So yeah, I'm not haven't thought about anything as of yet, like higher up. But yeah, I quite just enjoy being a firefighter. It's really it's, cool. It's crazy, you know, because like you've had all these years of experience flying, but you only look about twenty three. I'm thinking uh, this year. <laughs> well, are you? <laughs> you look very well on it, Laura. Very Thank well. Thank you. Uh, Laura, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, have you decided what your second job's going to be yet? Um. Well, not we're not allowed a second job for a year. <laughs> I tease. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. but, uh, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna start my personal training course. Yeah, brilliant. So, well, you've got plenty of time. <laughs> I, I, got the, um, I think I applied for that through this website as well, through Not Just Crew. Someone posted oh, wow. it, and it's all government funded, so I'm going to do that. Excellent. Yeah. Right. Wow, that, I know, that is I'm quite amazing. At this uh, near the end of the show, so mm -hmm. I'm not going to stop now. So what is the single most thing – I hope it's not the same answer what we always get off people – what's the single most thing you miss – as regards to flying, duty free. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know what? I missed, I missed the crew. I missed oh, flying. No. Yeah. Is that what you thought I was going to say? Bingo. 
people, it's the people, it's the crew, you know, everyone says it. But you know what? Because it, it is. I do miss the duty free as well, like, I'm not going to lie. What is it about <laughs> the people like you, like you miss the most? Um, I just miss, like, the banter on the night flights, you know, keeping you going. Lots of cups of teas, lots of biscuits and just learning about people's lives. People you've only just met, like, a day yeah. ago, do you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, look, yeah. look. In fact, just one last one. Um, mm -hmm. How in advance do you know if you're going to work one of the big holidays like uh, Christmas? I mean, do you know the year oh. before because of the shift yeah. patterns? I've got my whole rota for the year, so wow. it's amazing. I can plan so much. Um, I know next Christmas I'm on night shift, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. So yeah, I know that. But, but at least you know now. There's not. There was nothing worse than waiting for that roster. Was there? You know. It was always delayed, wasn't it? <laughs> always yeah. delayed, you know. But as you say, at least you can plan way, way uh, ahead. Excellent. No, Laura, that's absolutely been really, so what, really, Bill, really amazing. If you could, if you could just finish off, Laura, if you could sell uh, being a firefighter to our audience, give it a brief summary, sell it to them. Um, don't be afraid. Just go for it. Honestly, it's it's an amazing job. So rewarding. Um. Yeah, I just, I love it. You get a right buzz as well, driving around in them fire engines. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I can tell you. I can tell as soon as you talk about <laughs> it, you, you, just your whole face lights up. Yeah, just don't be scared. You can, you, you know, if you put your mind to it, you can do it. You really can. So. Brilliant. Oh, absolutely. We're, we're, we're so proud of you, Laura, honestly. Yeah, we saw your you. story. We saw your story, honestly. We, we we had to get you on because what, what people don't realise, it's just a story to you and, and, and quite a big one. But um, we're often amazed how inspired other people feel, especially when they're mm. sort of down there. They say, this is what you can do. And again, it's not in a boastful way. I know they call it a boast book in some of the people's posts. But yeah. everyone on Not Just Crew really seeks to actually help uh, other people by yeah. giving them their experience. So, yeah, you're another one can add to this. And, yeah, again, so, so proud of you, Laura. Well done. Thank we you. love it. Well done, right, we so listen, you stay with us after the show, Laura. But uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us at Not Just Crew with the amazing Laura Maguire. From Cabin Crew to Firefighter, we wish you all the success in the world uh, for the future. And thank you so much, Trevor and Laura, for being on tonight's show, Not Just Crew. Take care. Bye. Thank you. Oh, there's my aeroplane gone flying.